0: Welcome to Season 5, Episode 24 of They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This is Part 1 of a two-part case. The second instalment will be available next week. This episode contains distressing themes, explicit language and descriptions of violence. This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener caution is advised. If you apply that amount of force Significant force, resulting in severe injuries for at least 10 seconds. What else could you have intended than at the very least a really serious injury? Richard Smith QC, Salisbury Crown Court, October 2020 May 9th, 2020, West Parley, South East Dorset. As the ambulance service rushed to the scene on that Saturday afternoon, paramedics had been told two people needed urgent medical assistance outside a village pub, the Horns Inn located on Christchurch Road. A male was injured and a female lay unresponsive. When the emergency crew arrived, a member of the public called over the medics to a woman in her early 40s, lying unconscious, dressed in a pink cardigan and jeans. She was hanging out of the driver's side door of a small dark grey Citroen C1 car. Some of her clothing was covered in blood, which had soaked through to her underwear. There was blood around her mouth. Her head was close to the ground, a lower body in the driver's seat, and her feet were still in the footwell. Paramedics noticed a red mark around her throat. She was not breathing. Her lips were blue. They manoeuvred the woman into a position where they could safely carry out chest compressions. A faint pulse was finally found, although it was incredibly weak. The emergency crew had also noticed a man sprawled out on the pavement close to the entrance to the pub car park. He was an off-duty police officer, who they were told had been in an altercation. In his early forties, he identified himself as Timothy Bramer. He was a constable with Dorset Police. Bremer had several cuts to his left arm, which he claimed were inflicted when he was attacked. He was distraught. Sat on his backside in tears, Bremer was shirtless, surrounded by masked paramedics and emergency responders. It was clear Bremer knew the person he claimed had attacked him. God, she's got kids, he said, almost inconsolable, before speaking the words, What's my mother going to say? At 3.39pm, the South Western Ambulance Service had contacted the police. Sirens echoed throughout the small village, which is only a few miles from Bournemouth. When the police arrived, officers found Bremer with blood spattered on his body. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. 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 get him in there. there. we we'll leave the question to you guys, we we'll just medically look at it and go PC Martin Brown spoke with the off duty officer and asked him what had happened. Crying hysterically. Bremer replied saying that he could not remember exactly what he did but said She forced me to meet her. She was going to tell my wife. I was going to lose my boy. I met her here. She was going through my phone. Bremer was moved into an ambulance and as he was sat up right on a gurney he described how the woman he was with would not get out of his car. He said he just wanted to kill himself. The wounds were caused by a pen knife in my car. I've had it for years. Don't remember what happened. Just felt it go in, I think, three times. If you're happy, that's basically what you've said to the paramedic. Obviously, not worth a word. If I can get you to sign your life away for us there, please. No. Obviously, we're going to let paramedics take you down to... To hospital get you all checked out first and obviously you know the process from there all right yeah, yeah. Sorry. i'm so sorry that's, all right. <gasps> that's fine we'll get you down get you down to, get you down to the hospital so we can get you all checked out and then we can do it from there all right christchurch road in west parley had been closed off The female, who lay motionless at the scene, was identified as mother of two Claire Parry. She worked as an NHS nurse practitioner. The emergency crew safely manoeuvred her into an ambulance, and Claire Parry was rushed to Royal Bournemouth Hospital. In a separate emergency vehicle, an incredibly emotional Timothy Bramer was transported to Paul Hospital to treat the injuries to his arm. He had been arrested at the scene, although following minor surgery, he was released. Bremer told hospital staff in Paul that he was a good man. He again claimed that he had been attacked, and that's how he ended up with the injuries to his arm. Medical professionals at Royal Bournemouth Hospital did everything they could. Still, despite their best efforts, Claire Parry died in hospital the following morning. Although he had been released, Timothy Bramer was rearrested on suspicion of murder. Dorset Police referred the incident to the Independent Office for Police Conduct for further investigation. The Assistant Chief Constable for Dorset Police, Mark Callahan, issued a statement in which he confirmed that an inquiry was underway by his constabulary's major crime investigation team. The Crown Prosecution Service had authorised a charge of murder. The Assistant Chief Constable said, It is important to stress it would be entirely inappropriate for Dorset Police to comment any further ahead of the court process. It is vital that the justice system is allowed to follow its course. I would also like to remind the public that this matter is now the subject of active court proceedings and the individual charged in connection with this investigation has a right to a fair trial. It is important that there should be no commentary or sharing of information online or on social media that could potentially prejudice these proceedings. After Timothy Bramer was charged, a former colleague of his who did not give his name was interviewed by a reporter for the Standard Newspaper. He stated Tim is very easygoing. This has shocked people Friends and relatives also said of the officer That he was a committed family man And a man of integrity There seemed to be a queue of Bremer's family and friends Who wanted to come forward to explain That the man charged with murder Was worlds away from the man they knew a colleague wrote that they had never seen Bremer lose his temper or be aggressive. Bremer's stepfather later provided a witness statement. Describing Bremer, Ray Chivers said, "He's a fundamentally decent person. He has many friends and acquaintances. Like all of us, he has made errors of judgment. However, the one thing I do know is that he does not like confrontation or violence and will go to great lengths to avoid it. Despite recent events, I know he is a committed family man and is devastated by the position others find themselves in. He is determined to provide an honest account of his actions and take full responsibility for them. So how did an off-duty police officer come to end the life of a nurse in a pub car park? As a bouquet of flowers blew in the wind, left at the entrance of the Horns Inn, Paying tribute to a life lost so senselessly, a post mortem was completed. Claire Parry's body had to be identified by her widower. A pathologist confirmed that Claire exhibited signs of strangulation. Her neck had been compressed with significant force. There were bone fractures in three places and severe bruising around her jaw hypoxic ischemic brain injury caused death. Claire Parry was starved of oxygen. Four days later, a clean-shaven Timothy Bramer appeared via video link before Paul Magistrate's court charged with murder. Being held at Weymouth Police Station dressed in a grey tracksuit, Bremer did not offer a plea, confirming only his name, age and address. An application from prosecutor Richard Oakley requested that Bremer be held on remand. No argument was made against this by the defence. Due to the severity of the offence, District Judge Stephen Nichols told Bramer he would remain in custody, with a subsequent hearing scheduled at Winchester Crown Court. A plea and case preparation hearing was held in July, and Judge Jane Miller QC was told that Timothy Bramer admitted that he ended Claire Parry's life. Over video link from HMP Exeter, Bramer pleaded guilty to manslaughter. But Kate Brunner QC acting on behalf of the Crown was insistent that the death was not accidental. This is not an acceptable plea, Brunner said. There was intent so we will proceed to trial on count one. This defendant murdered Claire Parry who died of injuries caused by compression to her neck. Brahma was told by the judge that he would continue to be held on remand until the trial scheduled for the third week of October 2020. Born in Zimbabwe, Around the time of his arrest, Timothy Bramer had been working for the National Police Air Service based at Bournemouth Airport. After his family moved to the UK, he was raised in Hampshire with his two siblings. Bramer would go on to spend time in New Zealand where he studied, before returning to the UK in the 1990s. In 2003, he met his future wife Martha on an induction evening for the Dorset Police Force. At the time of the incident, he was living with Martha and his young son in a cottage in Hordle, a village in the New Forest. Before his secondment to the NPAS, he had worked as a roads policing officer for almost a decade. By all accounts, it was a job he loved. Bremer had received a bravery award nine years earlier when along with another officer, monitoring the local area they spotted smoke. The officers forced their way into a property in Christchurch. They managed to rescue a family and their pets from a burning building as a faulty fire alarm had not alerted them to the blaze. In 2015, while at work, Bremer was involved in an altercation, when he was attacked by a motorist. He was left with a dislocated thumb and did not return to work with the police force for several months. Bremer would subsequently describe his feelings of depression. He claimed he was unable to confide in his spouse, whom he saw as a success in her role as a detective constable. Based on Bremer's later testimony of how he felt at the time, he described a loss of confidence. It knocked me, and I became very conflict averse, he said. I didn't want to go back to the front line. I had counseling, but didn't tell my wife. It was professional embarrassment. She's a very intelligent police officer. She is high flying and I felt I was a failure. Bremer eventually returned to work and started taking cash-in-hand payments for odd jobs outside the police force, the funds from which he described as adventure money for his extracurricular activities. Before her death, Claire Parry was a nurse working at a medical centre in Bournemouth close to where she lived. She had been in the role around a year and a half, previously working at Shelley Manor and Holdenhurst Medical Centre. Claire had been a nurse for the last 20 years and was a doting mother to two children. She was married to a police officer, Andrew Parry who along with Timothy Bramer also worked for the Dorset Police Force. Andrew Parry had been suspicious his wife was having an affair, after he found several hotel keycards and a man's rugby shirt amongst her things. Claire had also received numerous Valentine's cards addressed to Curly Toes and her husband noticed transactions he did not recognise in a bank account the husband and wife shared. They were for a travel lodge. While both Claire Parry and Timothy Bramer were married, they had been having an affair for the last ten years. The pair had first met in 2006, while Claire worked as an A&E nurse. The relationship developed over the next few years. Claire's husband stumbled upon an email his wife had sent to Brahma, in which she wrote that she loved him. Claire convinced her husband that they were old emails, and as he had not seen the date they were sent before the emails were deleted, Andrew at first believed what he was told. But feeling something was not right, by March 2020, Andrew Parry phoned Bremer as he was almost certain Bremer was having an affair with Claire. On the phone, Andrew Parry threatened to tell Bremer's wife Martha if he was not told the truth. However, Claire's husband was unaware that Bremer had communicated with Claire Parry before the call and they had worked out what to say. Bramer managed to temporarily allay his fellow officers’ concerns. Claire Parry and her husband had tried counseling, but Andrew Parry came to learn that his wife had driven to see Bremer at his workplace. Claire's husband had left his daughter's mobile phone in Claire's car, so he knew where she had been. Andrew Parry would send a text message that read: don't come home he was coming to accept his marriage was finished but Andrew Parry was still willing to make it work if he could the married couple had spoken on the phone only minutes before Claire Parry died Andrew would later admit that he was curt, and they had not slept in the same bed that night if Timothy Bramer's account of the events leading up to Claire's death were true, the last time Brahmer was intimate with her was four days before she died. Claire Parry was on the cusp of a divorce and had also come to learn that Timothy Bramer, the man she was romantically involved with, had been having further affairs with other women. While using an alias on Facebook, under the name Louisa Morgan, Claire looked into Bremer's past. After conversing with Kate Rhodes, who also worked as a detective constable for the Dorset Police Force, Claire uncovered that Bremer had also had another affair around the time he received his Bravery Award. The period in which Bremer started this other affair with Kate Rhodes was around the time Claire Parry was heavily pregnant and about to give birth to one of her children. After the discovery only a few days before her death, Claire was distraught and in a fragile state. She conversed with Kate Rhodes over Facebook Rhodes had broken off the affair with Bremer as soon as she discovered he was married. Describing her thoughts about Bremer in a message sent to Kate Rhodes, Claire Parry wrote, I have been so tempted to tell Martha and wipe the smile off his face. Feel so sorry for her. I feel so stupid. I want to point out to Martha what a nasty person she is married to. My marriage has fallen apart as a result of him, so I don't see how he should just get away with it. I hate the fact Tim is getting away with destroying women's self-esteem and lives. I am embarking on a slow and prolonged downfall of Mr Manhor Bramer. Claire Parry also told Kate Rhodes that she would be informing the Independent Office for Police Conduct and her Majesty's revenue and customs. Bremer had been working a second job, taking cash in hand payments as a gardener during the day, and Claire reported that she had safety concerns about the fact Bremer worked the night shift with the National Police Air Service. The affair with Bremer had been going on for a decade, but due to the outbreak of coronavirus. Claire was unable to see him. This wasn't unusual, as there had been periods in the past when they would not be physically intimate, sometimes for months on end. Although they had not met face-to-face during the lockdown in England, they messaged each other through a mobile app called Telegram. Bremer would disguise the app in a folder hidden at the back of his phone his secret messages would disappear after a short period. In his contacts, Bremer labelled Claire Parry as Eric. Bremer would later claim that it was Claire who suggested they use Telegram to communicate. Although it could not be fully substantiated, Brahma later tried to explain that when Claire Parry discovered that he had slept with other women outside of his marriage, he received thousands of messages from Claire, in which she accused him of cheating on her. He described the messages as relentless. The pair agreed to meet in person to discuss what Claire had discovered. CCTV pictured their vehicles entering the car park of the Horns Inn Village pub on the afternoon of May 9th. Bremer journeyed in his Citroen C1 car, arriving around 2.40pm. Claire Parry travelled in her Ford, arriving soon after. Bremer removed both his watch and his wedding ring before he got out of the car. He put his phone on airplane mode as he would claim he did not want to be disturbed this function disables the ability to be tracked by anyone that might have previously been granted access Claire left her car and got into the passenger seat of Bremer's Citroen she had been the one who requested they meet as she was angry about Bremer's past affairs She asked for his phone, wanting to check through his social media accounts to see who he had been messaging. It was then, with the device, Claire sent a text message to Brahmer's wife. Brahmer would later tell a courtroom that in the days leading up to that moment, he wanted to take his own life. Following Timothy Bramer's appearance at Winchester Crown Court for a plea and case preparation hearing, he pleaded guilty to a charge of manslaughter. Bramer admitted that his unlawful actions ended the life of Claire Parry. However, the police and the Crown Prosecution Service wanted to pursue a charge of murder. Misconduct proceedings against the officer commenced, and after a hearing was held during September, it was ruled the officer would be dismissed with immediate effect. Dorset Police Constable Timothy Bramer was a charming and personable police officer, but the father of one was also a womaniser who'd had at least two affairs while he was married. The moment P.C. Bramer was arrested was filmed on police body cameras, but he also claimed that he did not intend to kill Mrs. Parry, who's also married to a serving police officer at Dorset. Claire Parry, a mum of two, died in hospital the following day from a brain injury caused by compression of the neck. What's more, all of Centair's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free, cruelty-free, safe for families and EcoVadis certified sustainable. Differentiate your space with scent. Try luxury home fragrance trusted by the pros by going to Centair.com and using promo code AMONGUS for an extra 25% off your first order. That's promo code Among Us for an extra 25% off your first order at centair.com. A trial opened at Salisbury Crown Court on Monday, October 12th, 2020. Timothy Bramer was not described in the most flattering of terms. He was labelled a philanderer and a manhawk. He had a reputation for sleeping with a number of women outside his marriage. Some were even officers in his own police unit. Jurors heard the background to the case, which culminated in a pub car park. Claire Parry suggested the Horns Inn as a location where she could talk with Bremer. The pair had been conversing through messages and had spoken on the phone earlier that morning when Bremer was on his way home from work around 6.45am on May 9th. After a row broke out between Claire and Brahmer while the pair was sitting in Bremer's car, Claire asked to see Bramer's phone. During the argument, she sent a text message from the device to Bramer's wife Martha, which read, I am cheating on you. Timothy Bramer's wife was distraught, trying frantically to track down her husband. Only a day earlier they had been enjoying the VE Day celebrations in each other's company before he went to work on his night shift. The statement was read to the jury which had been written by Martha Bramer. She described how she had been growing increasingly anxious about her husband on the day of his arrest. He had told her that he was only popping out to get some clothes from his workplace and to pick up some meat for a socially distanced neighbourhood barbecue. Almost three hours later, he sent a text message telling her, ''On my way, fastest speed possible.'' This was followed up by a second message in which Bramer informed his wife that he was going to be home late. A third message simply read, I am cheating on you. Sent at 3.02pm, it was the prosecution's theory that this was several minutes before Claire Parry was strangled. Martha Bramer had no idea what had happened fearing that perhaps her husband had been in an accident. She sent a text message to her husband telling him she was thinking of calling the police. She then called his mobile, which went straight to voicemail. Martha Bramer rang the local hospital and the police station where her husband worked. When she finally spoke to a call handler... She was simply told that Bremer had been in an accident. Officers later arrived at her home and Martha assumed she was going to be told her husband was dead before they explained he had been arrested. Martha had not spoken to Bremer since he was taken into custody. The physical altercation began in the Horns Inn car park. Although the genesis of how it started could be argued, the outcome was the same. Bramer's arm ended up around Claire Parry's neck and she died because of his actions. The full facts of the case were only known to the people in that car, one of whom was now dead as the prosecutor Richard Smith would tell the jury. Once the text was sent, is what this trial is all about, because in the coming minutes after that text was delivered, Claire lost her life. A factory reset on Bremer's phone was made around 3.05pm, only minutes after the final text was sent. This meant that no forensic data could be retrieved, a fact that Bremer may have known. Claire was wearing an Apple watch, which might have indicated when her heart stopped, however police were unable to guess the four-digit code. Also, forensic experts were unable to extract a full set of data from Claire Parry's iPhone, as no one knew the six-digit code which would unlock the device. Experts were, however, able to retrieve a partial set of data which included a note in draft form addressed to Martha Bramer, Timothy Bramer's wife. It had not been sent. The analysis was still continuing on the phone, with software running pin combinations, but an expert would later testify in court that it could take up to two decades to find the correct answer. Timothy Bremer would claim he was, quote, simply, robustly, trying to get Claire Parry out of his car. Bremer had told a witness and officers at the scene that he had been attacked by Claire Parry. Although this was a lie. He had in fact stabbed himself. It was declared by the prosecutor that Bremer took a penknife and stabbed himself in the arm repeatedly. Bramer alleged that he did this because of the consequences of the text message being sent. Bramer claimed that Claire Parry did not care about what he had just done to his arm. He would later say, "I put my left arm out, held the knife up and stabbed myself in the arm, and it went right through. I think I did it three times. I didn't even feel anything. I think I was crying. The blood was literally spurting out of the holes in my arm, spraying into the passenger footwell. What happened next was a mystery the members of the court were hoping to solve. There are several versions of the events of that afternoon. The first, theorized by the prosecution, alleged that Bremer tried to kill Claire Parry in a fit of rage stabbed himself and moved her body to make it appear as though it was an accident. Several conflicting accounts of that day were provided by Bremer. During a custody interview after his arrest, he said he was pushing Claire out of the vehicle as she wouldn't leave. But a few months later, he was said to have told a prison officer that he was pulling her back into the car and that’s how she died. This was in response to her wanting to go and tell his wife Martha about the affair. The prosecution used Bramer's inconsistencies and the allegation that he admitted to a prison officer purposefully restraining Claire to bolster their theory that the defendant was lying, not only about how his injuries were caused, but also how Claire died. The consistent elements of each version suggest that Bremer was sitting in the driver's seat and Claire Parry was in the passenger seat. She either would not leave the vehicle or Bremer was trying to stop her leaving. He claimed in the struggle he must have just, quote, slipped. The force he used broke a bone in her neck. In Braymer's own words, after he walked away, he did not realise she was, quote, poorly. He thought she was trying to catch her breath. But Claire Parry was slowly dying. A witness who passed the scene did not see what happened in the Citroen, but heard Bramer saying, I'm never going to see my son again. I'm going to prison for a very long time. Lloyd Bartlett was on a bicycle ride with his wife and children when he saw Bremer by the corner of the road covered in blood. The witness thought Bremer was having a panic attack. This was at 3.26pm. Lloyd Bartlett's wife Rachel called 999 and told the operator that she thought Bremer had been stabbed. It was reported there were three lacerations to his wrist. We think there might be another casualty. I think one might have stabbed the other. He's hysterical, so it's really hard to get anything from him, Rachel Bartlett told the operator. Bramer made no mention of Claire Parry, and it was only when Rachel Bartlett's husband went to check what had happened they found her. The operator could overhear Timothy Bramer's cries in the background. Jurors were played the call. After he was taken into custody, Timothy Bramer acknowledged that he killed Claire Parry. As Bramer described his affair, he told officers in the custody interview that before Claire died... If he ever voiced his affection for his wife Martha in Claire's presence, Bremer said that she would become vindictive and nasty. In footage from the custody interview which would later be played to the court, Bremer spoke about how Claire dismissed him when he tried to take his life in front of her. The now former officer stated, "I wanted to kill myself, but the blood was pouring out." and she didn't even bat an eyelid. I just wanted to drive a car into a tree as fast as I possibly could. Bremer claimed in this interview that Claire would not leave the car. He said he walked around to the passenger side and tried to grab her clothes to pull her out. When that did not work, he tried to push her out of the driver's side door. She had somehow flipped onto her front and it was during this struggle when he was trying to pull then push her from the car, Claire received the fatal injury. Bremer fell out of the vehicle over the top of Claire and onto the pavement, leaving her partially hanging out of the driver's side door. Bremer said, I was trying so hard to pull her out of the car. I had no intention of hurting her. I didn't hit her or anything like that. I can only think she suffocated. I am so sorry. It's clearly my fault and I will go to jail for such a long time and I will lose my boy. I am so sorry. I am not a bad person. Due to the injury to his arm, which was bleeding heavily, Bremer swore this was why he could not simply pull her out of the car. He was physically fit, stood tall at over six feet and weighed around 14 stone. In the struggle, Bremer said that somehow his arm ended up under Claire's body. He was positioned on top of her, but he claimed he was not pushing down with any force. I am appalled by the fact I'm the one sitting here, and she's not here at all anymore, and the only person to blame is me, Bremer said. I did not strangle her. I did not put my fingers around her throat. My arm was underneath her. After Timothy Bramer was charged, he was held at HMP Exeter. While being kept in a wing for vulnerable prisoners, at the start of July, Bramer spoke with a man who was then a trainee prison officer. Scott Stentiford, who had since qualified, was shadowing other prison officers. Stenterford started talking to Bremer about what happened on the afternoon of May 9th, and presented his recollection of the events to the court. Bremer repeated several times that it was an accident, and he didn’t mean to hurt Claire Parry. He told the then-trainee prison officer how much he loved Claire, and how it all just happened so quickly. Speaking about Bremer, the witness said, He told me he had lost everything being in prison. Lost his wife, his son, his house, his car, his job and someone else he loved. The prison officer claimed that Bremer had told him that he was trying to purposefully pull Claire back in the car with his arm around her neck. That's how she was strangled. The prosecutor told the court that Bramer made this admission in a moment when his guard was down, accidentally revealing what he had done. Stentifer testified, I was genuinely surprised he would put his arm around her neck, being a police officer, because in training to be a prison officer, we are trained not to ever put our arms or hands around someone's neck during a restraint. Timothy Bramer would not deny he spoke with the prison officer and did not deny that he said he killed Claire Parry. But Brahmer remembered the conversation very differently. Brahmer's counsel, Joanna Martin QC, would argue that Stentiford was making assumptions and embellishing his recollection, to align it with the prosecution's theory that Timothy Bramer had deliberately ended the life of Claire Parry. This is the end of episode 24. To hear more on the trial of Timothy Bramer, please tune in next week. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. Walk Among Us will be appearing at CrimeCon, which is coming to London on Saturday, June 12th and Sunday, June 13th, 2021. For details, visit CrimeCon.co.uk and make sure to use the promo code TWAU to receive not only a special 10% discount but we will also be giving away either an exclusive t-shirt or tote bag, which you can pick up directly from us during the convention. For more information on this episode, please see the show notes or visit our website, theywalkamonguspodcast.com.